1: sunday morning los angeles post uh our show last night at the l ray it's been a long couple days tj um i didn't even do any coke so how are you feeling i did not do any coke either but i'm not (laughs) feeling good (laughs) okay so maybe so maybe okay so you're not feeling great but you had 15 martinis last night but we i was home by we were home by two what time did you make it back to glendale were you really
0: i was i was i guess i was an extra hour i was probably three yeah that's not that crazy that's not that bad um but i mean me me you, you you getting home an hour before me that hasn't happened in a long time i don't love it i mean i feel
1: awful and i still have to go to the gym you know <laughs> um so i i'm i'm rallying uh right now but um last night was great and we should thank um robbie hoffman and kate berlant uh both hilarious and uh, thank you for for joining us. I think it, it made it very special. As well as their ladies, yeah. It was it was it was, it was me, Jason, and the lesbians backstage. It mm-hmm. was a movie. Y'all mm-hmm. thought y'all thought you were allies. How long gone does it different? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get you a sis who can sis. Gabby, Gabby, and uh, Gabby and Naomi were backstage with us as well, and I I quite liked chatting. It was a, it was a mellow backstage with with just us. Two couples and Chris Chang, kind of how God intended, actually. I think. <laughs> well, Chris Chang's couple also brought Lord, that's yeah. of the show. Yeah, Lord was finally in the building. We finally, we finally got to hang with her and get critiqued on our um, Australian accents, um, which is you know, so some... just,
0: just like meeting an old friend. <laughs> it really is for uh, the first time. But I was, I well, was I, before I forget. Who else was we had? Uh, well, Sky Ferreira. Sky
1: Ferreira is is, I mean, Sky Ferreira pulling up. Hashtag free sky. So Hashtag free sky pulling up. Also, like sky did not, no one asked me to put sky on the guest list. So sky bought a
0: ticket. Shout out to my man PJ Golden Voice and um Nicholas Braun, my man cousin Greg. My cousin Greg joke did not go over super well with him, and I feel bad about that. I
1: know that's not that's not true. I heard it did go over well with him, and he was excited about it when it went down. Oh, really yeah yeah I heard from people who are sitting next sitting next to him that he did like it
0: oh okay well that makes me feel better I mean I I guess the problem was you and I and people who listen to the show a lot know that we've talked about that before about how people think that my voice sounds like his you know it's a thing that that has been brought up a few times but he has no idea about that so he just in his mind he just caught (laughs) this stray out of nowhere (laughs) With no real context no. behind it, so I felt bad. I, I went up and explained it to him. That's
1: not a stray though, because it's just like a joke that you sound like someone else. It's not like I guess it's not really a stray if
0: if I'm directly referencing him by name. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good solely. point. I think that makes it.
1: I think that makes it less of a stray. It's a
0: direct hit. It's a it's a direct hit. That's a that's a it's a premeditated attack without context. It felt a little more uh, had a little more venom than I wanted it to. It was. I was hoping that he would yell something out with his signature voice into the void mm-hmm. to have the crowd go wild but that didn't happen. Sure. But no, he 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 sh- out to he, my
1: man Nick. He showed restraint. He showed a lot of restraint. Um, he said he's
0: going to come on the pod he wants to.
1: Yeah, it's time. I'm sure he's got so many projects in the works now that the strikes over. Um but yeah, it was uh, a <laughs> yeah. we had we had an after party at Gigi's, uh, and thank you to them for for hosting us and staying open late. I think it was kind of the perfect venue for yeah. us. I felt it was very comfortable. There was a shrimp cocktail available until like one AM. Um and people people could smoke outside. It just felt appropriate. Did you eat? I did not eat. I had two pieces of shrimp and a um actually, yeah, I had two pieces of shrimp. That's that's it. Something. Some. I had to stop I had to stop for some emergency Gardettos at the seven eleven on the way home. Oh, um because
0: Damn, down badass.
1: I mean, well, it's just LA's crazy. There's nothing after midnight you're fucked maybe if you're on Hollywood Boulevard, you're not. But after midnight, you're you're pretty fucked here.
0: Right, right, right. Not if you were in New York, you'd be able to go to Katz's. Oh, get a with couple a bunch slices of uh, drunk college guys. Yeah, you exactly. Slices. Yeah, slices. I guess that's the difference. S- slices open till
1: four a.m. minimum. Minimum. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, look, we had a great time. Um. Thank you for everyone who came to the show last night. Uh. Yeah. Thank you for everyone who came to the after party. New York. We'll see you December second, and we do. We, we've confirmed our guests,
0: haven't we, Jason? Yeah, we've we confirmed our guest for our New York show at Webster Hall, December 2nd. We'll be friend of the show, John Early. So John Early did it, did
1: it with us uh, in L.A. Um, last year, and it was um, very special for Jason and I and for the audience. So we're very happy mm-hmm. to have him back in the fold. Um, so that would be exciting. Get the tickets, Webster Hall, December 2nd. Um, we'll see you there. We can let's let's rewind, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because we had a big we we this this weekend started on Thursday because Jason and I oh, we went yeah. and met um a Emil, meal, a meal at the Chateau Marmont for dinner, um which you know is is a Chateau's back baby it was humming but the room was Pacino was sitting next to us with director Fisher Stevens, uh, from the you know him from the Beckham documentary <laughs> <laughs> and. But then as we were leaving, as we were leaving, well, most people know him from succession. Oh, he's
0: on succession. Every God is everybody on. Can anybody just get on succession? I, I mean, the fact that you only knew him from the Beckham documentary is pretty cool, though.
1: No, I feel like he's no. I know him from he's, he's a, a
0: legendary p- character. actor. Yeah, he's, he's a legendary a yeah, character. actor. Exactly. Exactly. I think
1: he's also directed a lot of things anyway. But on the way out, we digress. Uh DiCaprio's coming in with the red wine and the hat pulled down. It's it's Elle's birthday week. This seems kind of like yeah, it seemed intense for a Thursday. Um, but then we went to the um, Gabriella Hurst party at the Beverly Wilshire. I Want to say congrats, Gabby? Which was very interesting because it was in a room there that was carpeted, and Mike D from the Beastie Boys was DJing, and it was really <laughs> feeling like a bar mitzvah. Yeah, is is the only way I could describe it. Um, but that, I guess that's not a bad thing really
0: because bar mitzvahs are considered
1: good parties right
0: they are considered good parties uh, uh, celebrations of of life and love and family as well as uh, excess spending which is great for a Gabby Hurst party right those handbags ain't cheap but no, nothing in nothing Gabriela Hurst is cheap <laughs> uh not one not
1: one thing um but the uh yeah and then on the way into that we ran into Laura Dern and St. Vincent, and then on the <laughs> way of the out, show, Laura Dern, as well as Mayor Hawthorne, and then Mayor Hawthorne, of course, the OG, and then and then on the way out, we see Jason Isbell and have a nice stop and chat uh, with him. <laughs> um, who's you know, Jason's got one of the most pleasant speaking voices. Like it makes me feel so mm-hmm. good just to listen to him talk, and it's I'm sure it has to do with my our shared Southern roots. You know what I mean, but it's such a—he has a pleasant
0: mm, tenor. Blame it all on my roots. Yeah, ple- no, he—he—he he, he sounds like like a just a like a sweet mama who's gonna come come sit on the porch with me and pick these beans. Yeah, no, he came- and <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a tale. He shared his
1: biscuit recipe with me,
0: and I was just you know I was
1: touched. <laughs> No, but it was... (laughs) But then we we ended the night in a twisted fashion because Emile Emile produced a a song on the new Kid Leroy album. And he's like, hey, Kid Leroy is having his album release party at Poppy. We should stop by. Yeah. And for some reason, I was really down for this idea. Jason was less down for this idea, I would say, at the time. (laughs) I
0: I had had a long day and uh, a fourth party on a (laughs) on a weeknight was was asking a lot from big td you know what i
1: mean understood so i we we drive over to poppy and it's an absolute fucking madhouse there's probably 250 19 year olds in flammable you know slut dresses for like ready to rock like waiting to get into this party ready to get chose so i i park the car across the street and jason and i wait and emil's emil's like all right i'm gonna go figure it out and i'm thinking maybe you know maybe maybe it's not gonna happen and then <laughs> not even 30 seconds later emil's like all right we're good we're good <laughs> so i have to i find a parking spot we get out we go meet emil we run into blake slatkin on the on the way in mm-hmm. and then Emile is friends with uh, Emile. Seems to be friendly with with Leroy's security. And I'm like, how much time have these guys spent together? You, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and I know Emile needs protection for, for all of
0: the. It was clothing. the craziest three days of my life working with Kid on that song, man. <laughs> I got to know the team his family. His mother's a beautiful I, woman. It's it's
1: crazy. His mom cooked dinner for us in the studio. I kind of heard the whole the whole story. <laughs> so then we went, but but so the kid, the kid Leroy is kind of next door. Doing a pre party with his actual friends, like in a holding area at a separate yeah. venue next door. So, which is which makes a lot of sense. It's nice, it's, it's really smart. It's really smart. So, we go over there. It's say, like instead up?
0: of having a green room, you have a green building, you got the whole <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> that's
1: exactly. That's exactly what it's like. So, we go over there, we say, What's up? And then it we realize that the, the poppy's not even open yet. So, these people are just outside waiting for them to open the doors. Mm-hmm. Leroy is next door, and and we're like, all right, we gotta, it. we're gonna call it. So we all we all walk out, and then on the way out, you know, we're walking by, and I, I I'm trying to kind of like dodge the crowd. I look over, and I just make direct eye contact with Justin Bieber, <laughs> who is kind of wistfully staring out the window <laughs> of the defender that Haley's driving, like looking at this crowd, contemplating how they're going to do this
0: yeah like uh like robbie williams about to do his bbc <laughs> presser I'm like oh god yeah, no, exactly. what are we going to do here but the, i think the, the the reason why justin looked a little sad was you and i kind of seemed to be the only people that noticed that it was justin bieber and and Haley sitting you know two of the most famous people in the world just alone in their car staring at a club. No, it did.
1: It did feel like it did feel like a Renaissance painting in some ways. <laughs> yeah. The way that the, the 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 looks on their faces. But then we went and got in the car, and, and and I was driving us back to my house. And then I saw them, and it looked like there was kind of like a tunnel. Yeah. That takes you know VIPs underground. They can mm-hmm. go in a back door at Poppy. And I said, I'm sure Jason knows all about this from his time in nightlife, sneaking Whitney Port Poppy tunnel of Cinespace. That, it's similar. That
0: tunnel could talk. <laughs> oh. He, if <laughs> that
1: tunnel could talk, um, but yeah, so it was a big, it was a big Thursday night to say the least, Yeah, bro. But I also I want to talk about what we ate at at, Chate- at Chateau Marmont just because Emil ordered something that I found very interesting. Okay, and I, I don't, you know, because you guys got you got a bolognese, he got a burger and fries, but then he ordered
0: spaghetti bolognese, famously the only tolerable thing to eat there. But the food is pretty good. We all agree that the food is pretty good. Yeah, it's fine. If you get a burger and fries, you're going to be okay. But
1: he ordered a side of um, tomato and marinated heirloom tomato. It was just three giant slices of tomato. And I, you know, I'm not a tomato lover. I know you, you are. But did you find that strange? If they're in season, or is that something that you would order?
0: <clears throat> it's not something I would order. It's it's sort of strange like getting the side of tomatoes at like a a steakhousey kind of dinner. It's it's been around sure, for a different. long time, but it's it's kind of it's kind of definitely like an old head move. It's like something you'd see uh, you know in Mad Men like let me get a clams casino and a you know side of beef steak tomatoes or something like that. I I think it's just no, sort of known as like a light side order you know, to avoid maybe getting a French fry or a mashed tater, something like that. But it's not something I've ever ordered. Okay. And I took a bite of it and it was bad. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, you, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, out of season tomatoes. It ain't plate. tricking if you got it. Yeah, no, that's true. It, it ain't, it ain't nothing. Um, the Sunday was fucking delicious. That was a fucked up Sunday. Delicious. <laughs>
0: the ooey gooey sticky crunchy. Yeah, that's yeah exactly. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. <laughs>
1: Sounds like Dua Lipa lyrics, but yeah, it was delicious. <laughs> um, all right. I haven't well, even had a chance to listen to the new Dula People. Oh, it's mid. don't worry. Um, <laughs> but did you did you watch any SNL this morning? uh uh-uh, uh Not yet. Okay. But it
0: looks to be it looks to be promising.
1: I mean, yeah, it no, it, it's it has some it has some funny parts for sure. I mean, the choice of on stuff obviously is like extremely timely and and clever. Um, because Mm -hmm. it's easy, you know, you know how they don't like when straight guys play gay characters, but with Timothy Mm Chameleon, it's obviously fine for him to play (laughs) it, play a twink. No one's, Uh no one's gonna, you know, (laughs) the LGBTQ plus community is not going to come for him for that. I'll allow it. Yeah. So he's in a good spot. I watched it. I I watched some of it this morning, but I, I have to say that, um, against all, all odds boy genius was very good. Like they sounded very good, which is I think is uh, historically a very tough thing to do on Saturday Night Live. I agree. Um, and I, re- I I realized part of maybe why they sound so good is that you couldn't see any of their fans or hear <laughs> any of their fans, you know. So there's no just dis- like like the baristas had to watch at home like the rest of us. So it's kind of like a nice. It, it, I feel like that changed the the experience. Yeah, th- I
0: think there's a lot of parents out there who watched boy genius for the first time and they're like huh so this is what my fucking daughter listens to (laughs) so so these
1: three are in a relationship or this is just a band or this is so you're telling me this is the, the the gay pride traveling Wilburys is that what you're saying um Uh, No, but but I'm I'm excited to hear hear what you think about it. Okay, well we can pause it and I'll go watch. No, it's okay. We got stuff to do. Uh, But we do we have a special Monday guest today. Mm -hmm.
0: Now that the now that the SAG strike is over. Now the SAG strike. Once the SAG
1: strike is over, we knew we had to do something special for for the How Long Gone community. And what better way than to get a legend of stage and screen. Uh, Nathan Lane, mm-hmm. um, who's starring in Dick's the Musical um, right now and also has Spellbound coming out uh, next year. Um, Spellbound. Yeah. What What could be better than to kind of celebrate the victory of the actors, the writers, you know, than to
0: have Nathan on? <laughs> Simply nothing. And I hope that he's allowed to talk about other movies, because I don't want to edit that part out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we're going to get an answer on that on a Sunday, <laughs> but good luck. It's a t- it's tough on a Sunday. It's w- tough. Can can you follow up on that one, please? I'll
1: follow up. I know you're at brunch with your family, but we really need to know if Killers of the Flower Moon can be discussed. not to be a
0: nasty bitch, <laughs> but I'm circling back on a Sunday. I need to circle I know back. you fucking hate me for this. But Nathan
1: Nathan was one of those classic um, How Long Gone guests that uh, didn't like us very much. Mm-hmm
0: but that made the show better mm-hmm. i think w- would you agree with that i mean you know uh, somebody like nathan lane you're like i've done it all i've seen it all i've talked and 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 kiki with the best minds alive on planet earth and i gotta talk to these fucking guys <laughs> a little bit but we won we want i think we won home home home. i mean he was laughing the whole time i think he won him but home. he's like a consummate professional he did a lot of kind of silent laughing yeah no that's he's a, he's a true it's the podcast version of smizing
1: he's a true pro but he was fun he was very fun to talk to i'm glad that he humored us you know and kind of let us oh he's amazing he, he played our game with us in a, in a way that was really nice so thank you nathan and and i hope you guys um hope you guys enjoy this yeah
0: thank you guys have a great day see ya <laughs>
1: Our listeners, eighteen free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homeshef.com slash how long. That's homeshef.com/ slash how long for eighteen free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. <laughs> how long gone is brought to you by Neutrophole. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health.
0: R A F O L I got raf on the nut.com promo code how long that's
2: nutriful.com promo code how long when you when you popped up on my screen and in a in a very deep slightly provocative voice said what up <laughs> um, you know i was what, what exactly have I uh, decided to participate in here? I
0: feel like you don't get a whole lot of what-ups in your day-to-day life nowadays, Nathan. Is that fair to say?
2: Oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> uh, I, I live in Manhattan. I, I get a few. Words. That's true. That's the land of the what's up. I used to live in Tribeca. I lived in Tribeca for about 20 years. And then now I'm on the Upper West Side and uh, where I'm like the mayor. You know, everybody, is, <laughs> the respect you deserve has been very lovely. the difference is uh, from the uh, from Tribeca is like the other day I was walking, and a woman was co- going by me, glanced at me and said, I am obsessed with you. (laughs) In Tribeca, you sort of get a cursory glance that says, I I really don't have time for you and couldn't care less. How do you Mm -hmm. respond to that exactly? How do you respond? Well, I don't know. She went by, so she was in a hurry, obviously, but wanted to express... (laughs) 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 <laughs> she she was in a
1: rush but she wanted to tell me how much she loved me she didn't want to stop and chat you
0: feel you said you feel like you're the mayor like when you go into jg mellon or the carlisle bar is like are like what happens when you walk in do you get some free nuts you know is there everybody gets
2: free nuts again now we're back to the grinder uh, <laughs> conversation. um no i people yes. are just very they're here they want they want to express themselves and they want to let you know how they feel and they're yes. they're very they're obviously. Uh, there's a lot of people who go to the theater up here, so they want to tell you they saw you, or they're fans, or it's 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 really very very. I can
0: afford to see nice. you, Nathan. I'm a big fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I love yes. I, lo- I love Broadway. We own a brownstone. I have an American Express card. You're the best. Well, I don't
2: go into their finances, but you know, I'm just saying they One can assume one one can assume. Yeah, the theater is expensive, but. Some people there are ways of fi- of going where you can there are bargains and oh I've so. gone to
1: I've gone to a few matinees in my time. Don't worry. I'm I'm really? I'm familiar. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I love the stage, Jason. I know that might surprise you. It's because of the, no. <laughs> the- Just <laughs> the
2: way you said that proves you really don't. I love you said that like you were Marion's the, the late Marion Seldes. I love the stage. Give us a reference that
0: we might be more familiar with than <laughs> than Marion Selvage. He said, "Seldis,
2: fuck you, you fucking piece of shit." <laughs> uh, I I no, I'm, Google uh, Marion Seldis. I will. We're I will. gonna learn.
1: We're gonna learn a. Lo- we're gonna learn a lot today. I, I found. I find. Uh, stage. I, I guess that you've been doing it for so long, but the the eight shows a week thing is deeply impressive to me because it seems like a. an actor's version of running a marathon.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, it's a different, it's a different medium. And, uh, yeah, that's the, the, the good and the bad news is that it's eight times a week. Mm. And, uh, the bad news is it's, it feels relentless if you're in a, if you're in a successful show, that's running a long time. And, and, you know, there, no matter what you do, at a certain point, you you hit a wall, and then you have to sort of renew mm-hmm. the process for yourself. And and the the thing about doing a long run is that you're you're living in it for so much of the time that it is, and and if you're you know a really good actor, you're you're sort of refining it and making it simpler. And truer, and and it's, uh, but it a long run, is is difficult, especially if you're in a. <laughs> the the other side of the coin is if you're in a long running musical, and you know you get self indulgent, or just because you're trying to keep yourself entertained. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, no, it's a real discipline, and there are good parts of it, and then there that's just that's the job is to somehow show up and make it seem like it's happening for the first time because those people have paid a lot of money and they're seeing it for the first time sure sure yeah got to keep that in mind what
0: about how does that take a toll on the relationships in the life i feel like if i was doing that and fully immersed you know every single night i would just tell my partner just like it's better if we just talk in three months kind of thing (laughs) just send them off to hawaii or something because, like you know, to go in and out of yourself and the character over and over again.
2: Well, you know, unless you are Daniel Day Lewis and I, you want to be addressed as Mister President twenty four hours a day. <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm a little I'm a little different. When the curtain comes down, then that the show is over. Easier said than done. Easier said than done. You know, sure, I, sure. Yeah, I mean that's the, the difficulty um, is that that uh, it it does. As you get older, it does take up doing a, a play. takes up your It takes over your whole life. So, you have to really feel passionately about that that project, and 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 you because you're giving so much to it. Mm-hmm. And it, look, the, I mean, I'm I'm in a very long term relationship, and uh, with someone who has, has been a producer and a writer, and is mm-hmm. and and an actor. So he certainly knows what the process is, and and. Uh, but you know, when I was young, it was that the the everything show business came first. I wasn't uh, I wasn't a reliable relationship partner. <laughs> uh, I was it was it was all about the pursuing the career. That's
1: kind of how it has to be.
2: I feel and, like well, kind of, yeah. I'm not that you can't have a a stable relationship, but the the bright lights of Hollywood, you
1: know, they really well. (laughs) They can affect a relationship. You know that.
2: (laughs) bright lights of Hollywood (laughs) can affect a relationship. You just said that. (laughs) I'm I'm there. Wow. And I'm the weird one. This is going to be a long 58 minutes. (laughs) Is it over? I was trying to be funny. (laughs) Well, well, look. It's look. Relationships are difficult in any profession, yeah, and take a lot of work. But yes, because of the uh, the uh, up and down nature of show business, yes, it can be even even more difficult. Up and down nature.
0: Well, I wanted to know, like, it, it seems like if you're in that zone and you're on stage, that's sort of the the soulless for that hour or two hours or however long it is. And to me, the difficult part could often be, or I guess, the more taxing or stressful part. Physically and mentally, is talking to people after the show for a long period of time. I feel like you've had to do a lot of stop and chats in your life. How do you kind of segregate your friends and cool people in one area and you don't have to talk to the regular people?
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did you did you write that question down? Not at all. Or did you just put that <laughs> off the top of your head? Off the top of my head. We don't have
0: any pre we don't have any re- He's
1: a genius if you couldn't tell. Well, I mean
0: that, the the last part was a little gilding the lily, but more so like whenever Chris and I do a show, like we'll we'll do the show and it's fine. Well, I don't know So what, we, our
2: well, show I I'm not sure what our the, our show is sort yeah. of
0: it's basically just tell me about us that. talking, telling stories, a little, you know, it's not stand up. It's not improv. It, but it's just you know a couple of guys telling stories a little bit. We have some guests. Kate Berlant is our guest at our show this weekend at the El Rey. But um, but when you're done, it's the it's the stop and chats. It's the meet and greets. It's the can we take a photo? Let me tell you a story. That's the stuff that really takes its toll on me. And I wanted some tips from you. Uh, oh, on you. <laughs> I, know, I know. Oh, it's your
2: it's you're already you're, you're already set up. With with the adulation, he's
1: fed up with. He can't take it. For a
2: full context, Nathan, you should know he that
0: before take. this, I was a DJ professionally, so that was <laughs> doing the stop and chats. But everyone's on drugs, and they're all fucked up, and they're they're people that hang out at a nightclub, so you don't. There's not a lot of intellectual stimulation going on. Right. This saddle has some miles on it. That's all.
2: Look, you know, um, as far as, you know, people wanting to <laughs> talk to you afterward or or take a picture or <laughs> sign an autograph, they don't really ask for autographs anymore. That's another era. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all about the uh, <laughs> selfie. Um, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's just a part of there the, your a life in in the public eye a life in in show business it i mean i think you it, you know it's a there's an evolution you know first when it starts to happen and you realize oh, it was, it, people are recognize me recognizing me and it little old me yeah little old me and so it, that's it's an adjustment and it's so sometimes it, it, it ta- and it takes a while to adjust to it Unless you're an extremely healthy person, of which (laughs) there are not a lot in show business, so you have to adjust to that. And then, and um, I I would say, again, (laughs) having been added for a long time, you start to, you know, you have to have an appreciation. People are coming to up to tell you what most of the time. That that your work has meant something to them, or they just want to thank Mm -hmm. you. And and, ninety eight percent of the time, that that's what it's about. And 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 I think you you know it. Look, if you're in a situation where if you take one picture, you're going to have to take a picture with four hundred other people. So. You know you just have to handle those things diplomatically and sometimes you say, you know what, if I do this then I'm going to have to be here for an hour and I can I really have to leave now. Just want to
1: be clear on that. That is not happening to Jason. You know what? I just want to be very oh, clear. It's It's, not, it's not. not that it's not like I just want to be it very It could clear. happen. It could it anything could happen. could happen. Anything
0: could happen. It is there is it's it's what you said, you know, as soon as you take the one selfie and then you open the floodgates. I I don't know if it's, you know, an hour and a half single file line of hundreds of people but you know it's another hour a hundred people and
2: it's sort of like that and they're getting drunker as the as the minutes tick by when you're for example in the in the theater you're uh well, that's really they they know you're there they, they know you're inside that theater <laughs> you're coming out that door can, <laughs> the doors are locked from the outside <laughs> they're gonna wait outside now you know in the beginning you know, you're you're more than happy to you know sign there. It was that back way back then. It was signing things, and now because of the things like COVID and, and so forth, um, and also if you're doing eight shows a week, say you're doing Angels in America, mm-hmm. something really taxing and, and demanding, and you know, I I I I I try to avoid. All of that, yeah, uh, and, and not not because I dislike the people who are buying the tickets, but just because I'm trying to protect myself to stay healthy and yeah. and you know, it because people want to, they want to shake your hand, they want to hug you, they want to take a picture. So it's, you know, I I now at my age, I I try to avoid that. You, we can not afford to fall ill. You have
1: some excuses to avoid human contact. Well, no, yeah, you, you know, it's it. just
2: because if you're doing. If you are doing eight, eight shows a week, that's you know you just you you and then if you're not say you get sick you're not there that they'll really be upset with you. That's a much good, more than it that's is. a good
1: point. I brought my family here from Birmingham. You didn't come out and take a selfie with
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I brought my family
1: oh. from Birmingham to see you, and you're not even here. They all have COVID. Yeah.
0: My, my so <laughs> I wanted have, to talk they about all, they all have. COVID. I wanted to talk about eating before and after. So we. Do you have any (laughs) any routines on because like (laughs) oh man we don't we don't eat before
1: we touch the stage well we
0: can't talk about we can't talk about films we can't talk about the uh, any you know we don't we we talk about dumb stuff like this so. Thank you for humoring us. But Oh, we
2: can't talk about films. I thought that's why I was here. Well yes. For, because of Dick's the musical.
0: We're here to we're here to talk around the dick, but not directly
2: <laughs> at it. You know what I mean? But I mean even it's an A twenty four flick. Well I am the a twenty four has you know we have a, a an interim agreement so we oh, we have oh you guys are you guys are free we've been able we've been able to talk okay. about dicks the music okay yes. okay
0: well we can talk about that well, i, I 24 I, I
2: interrupted you go and tell you want to talk about eating before a show <laughs> is that what <laughs> do well Chris and I don't eat
0: before a show but then when you're done with the show you leave it all on stage you're pooped you want to go and you know do you eat before do you eat after a light meal. How do you uh, prevent yourself from gorging yourself at the end of the night uh, with a celebratory feast at the grill or something? What's your what's your feeding what's your feeding window, Nathan? Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think um, you know you don't want to obviously eat too much uh, before a show. <laughs> uh, that can only lead to trouble, <laughs> especially if you're on stage. That, you know, and you've had a large Mexican meal that that could really cause. We can't yell cut. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah <there's> exactly. No. <laughs> exactly. So you have to be <laughs> be aware of that. You know, it's something light. Sushi is a good idea, perhaps. Yes, it would be. I I'm not a a big sushi fan, but yes, that is a lot. A lot of actors eat sushi. That, wow, that's some inside stuff right there. A lot of actors eat sushi. Oh, yeah. wow. Famous, famously, uh, famously Jeremy Piven during a Broadway run ate, <laughs> yes, ate so much yes, of sushi course. he got mercury poisoning poisoning and had to leave the show. I I, I remember <laughs> that story
1: vividly because people couldn't believe it, but I did not know it was when he was on Broadway. I did
2: not. I didn't realize that. Yes, he was doing a production of Speed the Plow, and then claimed mercury poisoning. <laughs> I don't. Do you think maybe do you think maybe Jeremy wasn't pulling his weight and felt felt that and then I have no uh, he went idea to Nobu. I have okay. no, I have no idea what happened. I just I just
0: What an amazing scheme though if they're like, "Look, Piven, you're you're we're going to hey, either you fire we either we publicly fire you or send in your resignation however you want to do it. <laughs> we got a nice mercury poisoning thing <laughs> written up. We can go that angle if you want. But it's hard to believe because Piven is so good. Um <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's that he'd be asked to step down from a production i mean i think it's i think right. it's, it feels yeah. very entourage it does, exactly. to have
1: mercury poisoning that's what i like about it the most it, it <laughs> literally feels like something that would happen to a character
2: belly full of nobu every night mm-hmm. you know what i like about you you answer all your own questions. I don't have to do much. You you ask the question and then you kind of answer it. And I I'm, I'm just I'm just here to give moral support. <laughs> you're here to add color at best. Um, I guess so.
0: I guess <laughs> the the problem is when we talk to a lot of people, you know, you never know what you're going to get. It's a, a musician or a writer and sometimes they can be duds and sometimes we kind of have to you know skip the rope and and jump inside ourselves sometime just to keep keep it going and with you you know it's a little intimidating because you are so talented you are a master so i need to step back a bit i think and i'm maybe over caffeinated
2: (laughs) well there's no reason to be intimidated at all i agree i'm not intimidating the least bit i could care care less so it's all good yeah you you were you, yeah, you were very friendly right away <laughs> you act like what you act
1: like you opened the
2: zoom, and I was just out here with my dick, and it's not that's not what happened no, That's not what happened no, 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 you just in you have such a very deep resonant voice and it and and then the way you said what what didn't you say what up? I might have said. What up? I might have said what up. I didn't. I didn't You said even... what up. As if you
0: opened the bedroom door of a teenager playing video games. Yes. Well,
2: mm-hmm. you... oh, no, no, no. It was more like the next question was, what are you into? <laughs> oh, okay. So I was I was leading, but you're saying that's because of my voice,
1: which I have no control over, obviously. That's not something I can. What up? Oh, I mean, no. you know, that's my only You
0: look good for your age. Yeah, there was a little bit. <laughs> can I get a pick a little with little no bit of shirt that. on? <laughs>
1: what Um, up (laughs) um. (laughs) I want to talk about moving from Tribeca to the upper west side because like you said earlier that's a cultural shift and was that just was it just time because I'm a downtown guy and Chris used
0: to live Chris used to live in Tribeca right above the
1: old neon shop I can't imagine it and so was it just time or was it like a place that you just really wanted and it was on the upper west side It,
2: it had to do with um I don't want to turn this into a real estate show, but <clears throat> it had to do. We with
0: love real estate on the show. <laughs> this,
2: bu- this building that I was in for, for so long yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and we were underneath, uh, there was a, uh, a penthouse that was a, 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 like a big party apartment, a very expensive, uh, yeah. you know, like a $25 million apartment that had Did a lot. Did someone of- actually live there or was yes, it like, yes. okay. And for okay. years, for years, it was an, a very wealthy elderly couple, and then it was. Sold, that's the dream, and that's the dream, and then it was. Who <laughs> were quiet, and then, it was, yeah. then it was sold, I believe, to a basketball player, and then he, and then he would sublet it. Like at one point, I believe Adele. Was in that apartment for a month.
1: Mm. Is that, but you heard some singing and you just recognized it, or you saw her in the elevator? What do we, I mean, I know you have perfect
2: clomping around all hours (laughs) of the night. I was told that Adele was in there. (laughs) Whispers in the lobby. Uh, But um, so. The problem was this apartment kept changing hands, and there would be a year of renovations, and so noise was an issue. Um, uh, It would be people with a lot of children running around, and and our bedroom Mm. was underneath. You know their kitchen or their the outdoor space. At one point, the the last people who had taken over um, wanted to do a, a lot of renovation, like a two year renovation. They were talking about, and they wanted to put in a pool, which would have been our, our living room. They would have had to put the pool. Putting a pool so, in a New um, York apartment,
1: I don't care how much money you have, that seems insane. Well,
2: I mean, not terribly realistic, knowing that that's- there's a, an apartment underneath you for a pool. Didn't make a lot of sense, but they have.
1: <laughs> All um, you can do is ask. All you can do is but ask. It,
2: when they asked, do you ever, can you bargain? Can you, can you, is there a blank check situation? No, for the that? building said, uh, the building immediately said no. Okay. But just knowing this was going to happen, we finally, we had been thinking, you know, we have been there a long time and that it was time for a change. And then, and we started looking, and then, and then, um, and it just happened to be this place on the Upper West Side. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I loved. Don't get me wrong. I loved living in Tribeca. Uh, I was obviously I was there a long time, and I felt like I had become a downtown person. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, it was a a big change to come. And when I first moved to New York, I lived uh, on the Upper West Side. Oh, so it's a return.
1: It's It's a return from the prodigal son. Okay, that exactly. I, I, I guess this is something that as you as you get older. I've lived downtown for like fifteen or sixteen years. This starts to kind of creep in to the back of the head. You know, maybe Upper East Side's a lot nicer than this shithole. But I like this shithole because where, where
2: do you live downtown?
1: Like Soho, like like Bowery. Okay. So it's well, that's it's, nice down there, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Do you like to see guys take shits in front of your house? I d I don't, <laughs> but I mean it's great. You know what I mean? The drug use doesn't really no. bother me, but He's the like, shitting does. Well, what, what, what are they wearing? That not
2: much. <laughs> wow, not much. Well, I um no, I I don't think anybody likes to see <laughs> take nobody likes out that. Of their But I just I, obviously obviously that's
1: that's extreme, but that actually happens. Well, but you know what I mean. Happen a lot. It's happened. It's happened um enough times for me to count on two hands. I would probably say really. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's-
2: that's, that's
1: pretty crazy. It's
2: why, pretty crazy. Why you're building.
1: I think I have a big, my, my wife and I have a big theory on this. It's because yeah. like the building next door is doing some sort of construction and they have built, you know how they build out the green walls to kind of extend the front to work on the inside and the green walls that they've installed, they conveniently make, they block it from the street. So it's a safe area to drop trowel. And and be kind of out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> and obviously I can get no answers on the timeline mm. of this construction sure. project. So this is our future, I think, unless we join you uptown. I don't know what else yeah, to do.
2: You have my deepest sympathy. And I I would say, in, in, a, in brief, I would just say, move. Yeah, that's the, no. Yes, yes. No, I'm. I'm. I don't
1: think there's much I can do. Um, but I. I do. It is something that haunts me, uh, especially when I'm away.
2: Thinking when you're away, you're thinking yeah. about all the shits that are being taken in front of your building. <laughs> I'm not thinking about it. I'm. I'm
1: being told about it, uh-huh. and then having to deal with it. If that makes sense emotionally deal with it, if that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. I'm carrying the weight of two. Sound, Or it could be an elaborate,
2: practical joke.
1: <laughs> that would be... I would love that. I mean, I am not. I wouldn't be surprised if someone put a box of shit on my doorstep, but I feel like it would be nicely packaged. Mm-hmm. Right. It would be in an Hermes box to get his attention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They would know how to trick me. It's like when somebody puts a bomb in a, in a FedEx package. You know, you're excited to get it. That's a good idea.
2: I'm so glad we had this talk. How long gone...
0: Korea World is a new cookbook written by Dookie Hong and friend of the show, Matt Rodbard, the New York Times bestselling authors of the book Koreatown. Korea World is a vibrant exploration of the evolution of Korean
1: cuisine, both in Korea and in Korea towns across the United States with more than 75 bold, flavor-packed recipes and stunning photography.
0: The authors take an inside look at the exciting evolution of Korean food through stories of chefs, home cooks, as well as recipes that are shaping modern Korean cuisine. The book begins in Seoul, where the barbecue scene is pushing into new territory and where the city's third
1: wave coffee culture is exploding.
0: The tour continues with late-night food adventures in Los Angeles, my hometown, and stops into the kitchens of innovative chefs from New York City to Portland, who are putting modern spins on... Korean classics recipes
1: include giant short ribs, whole fried smash rockfish and pineapple kimchi fried rice.
0: I'm sad. I didn't get to name the foods and you did. (laughs) Korea world is essential reading for anyone curious about the future of food available wherever books are sold.
1: Your sympathy feels genuine, so I thank you for that. I really, I, I, do because I need all the support I can get during this difficult time.
0: So that's why I, that's why I live in Glendale. We, I'm a little older. I don't know you're familiar with Glendale, having done Mark Maron's podcast,
2: yeah? Yeah, sure. That's right. He had just he 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 hadn't been in that house very long. This, you know, he had just sort of moved. Mm-hmm. And
0: uh, yes, yeah, I see him at the gym sometimes. Oh yeah, um, but we are not close. Yeah, yeah. you're not.
2: You don't. Talk but you're in, you're both in the po- he's the godfather of podcasts. <laughs> well, it's And you've never you never gone up and said hi Mark. <laughs> he's not he's not super approachable famously. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but also yeah, when you're an invited uh, guest, he, it's different. He's he's sort of made a living off of hating people like me, so it's it's not a it's not a welcome situation, you know I, what I mean.
2: <laughs> I see. Yeah, well I don't I mean I can't I don't know him very well other than that we had a I had a great time talking with him, and and uh, mm-hmm. he's very very funny, and, and I've, I've enjoyed his stand up.
0: So I live there. You filmed Dicks in Burbank, right?
2: Yes, yeah, very uh, well, way 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 down on Lancashire. It went beyond. I we didn't know where we were. It wasn't on the Universal lot. Is what no you're saying. no? It was, <laughs> it was. They said it was. They were sound stages. But I, to me, it looked like a trucking so company that had a big garage-like facility. Uh, well, the building had most of its walls. Hey, hold on. Hold on. Where are we? What is this? It was strange. I, we, I think we were the only ones there. Um, it was a very low-budget film lower budget flick um yeah i mean you know it was a a great deal of fun but uh yeah the (laughs) filming in burbank um (laughs) in 20 literally we made a a movie musical in 20 days
1: now that seems aggressive but i'm sure you've been a part of things like that before and it's you just got to get it done type vibe yeah
2: but uh um you know larry larry charles who directed Mm-hmm. From Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm and directed Borat mm-hmm. and Borat. things with Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, so he's a, a longtime comedy hand, a writer, a producer, and a director. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, that was one of the, the big reasons I, I wanted to do it was to work with Larry. And and I was intrigued that he, he, he got what uh, – it's written – and stars these two young men, Josh Sharp and Aaron Jackson, who came from Upright Citizens Brigade, and that's where this uh, began as a sketch. It was birthed. Yes, it was a musical sketch, like a half-hour musical sketch, that was called "Fucking Identical Twins."
1: I, I saw that. That wasn't. That didn't.
2: <laughs> They had to change the title for mass consumption. Yeah. Okay. Okay. A little wordy. Yes. I would. They were told that some theaters wouldn't show it if it was. You don't say. Fucking identical. <laughs> because
0: they don't. They don't have that many letters for the marquee as well. Th- that's the real issue. And those aren't That's cheap.
2: the real
1: issue. It's not. <laughs>
2: Nobody idea. seemed to have a problem with Dicks the Musical. <laughs> okay. I think rolls Dick, right off the tongue. Dicks the Musical does
1: roll off the tongue. It's fun to say. It really is. I I, I like much like
0: it. you know like you're saying refining the the piece. Over the course of it, Dicks the musical, it you can't get any more refined than that.
2: Well, I th- I mean I think there were many. Su- this has all happened at the very last minute. They were trying to go with fucking identical twins, and then <laughs> Larry certainly wanted that. That's what he wanted it to be called. And then uh, uh-huh. they said we can't. And so there were I, honestly, it was I believe it was a twenty four who was suggesting Dicks. And at one point, because um, the Josh and Aaron had, were suggesting other things as well, and, but A24 wanted to maybe maintain this sort of raunchy feel. Mm-hmm. And then they, I think, felt Dicks sounded like it could be a, a Will Ferrell comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And said, uh, why don't we call it Two Big Dicks?
1: <laughs> Not bad. The journey continues. Yeah, Two Big Dicks feels worse than Dick's.
0: Yeah. so does that mean yeah. does that mean two big dicks is back on the market and available or do you know if they got far no. into the copyright okay no because i might everyone finally g-
2: agreed on dicks
0: <laughs> the the last a24 film i watched was bottoms so it's kind of like the star wars empire strikes back it fits into their kind of chronological order bottoms dicks <laughs> You know, whatever could be next, uncut something. Who, yeah. now is is? I read that Megan the Stallion is in this movie. Yes, she is. She's quite spectacular. And Mul- Megan Mullaney and the Stallion—that's two two of the world's finest
2: Megans. Megan the Stallion right. and Megan the Malali.
0: Yes. <laughs> and I know, I know
1: that gets confusing for you because they're so similar. So I know that it's it's probably hard. Stallion had some chops keeping track. Yes,
2: she does. She is. She really does. She was hilarious. And she uh, has a. They wrote this great number for her, and she was. She was. I mean, I. She literally had two. She, she gave them four days. There were two days of rehearsal and two days of shooting, and she uh, knocked it out of the
1: park. I feel like often, probably in your career, just because it's you've been doing it so long, you've been in these positions probably with people like that, like musicians or someone that's that's like this is maybe their first time or second time doing. You know, whatever film, TV, Broadway, whatever it may be, and I, I, I wonder uh, how often that goes well. Well, like with I Megan think, versus um, maybe not going so well. I
2: mean, I, she obviously had, she, I, the the character she was playing, which was a tough boss, was seemed was certainly in her wheelhouse. A very yeah. a very strong, powerful woman, and yes, um, yes. and she got the humor of it and and then she just had to do this big rap number which she is expert at and, mm-hmm. and was kind of her thing <laughs> and she nailed kind it kind of her thing yeah. so time for my rap number but, um, <laughs> you know it's, it's so you know film is is so different i mean this was you know it's the kind of thing it was like doing a video her musical number mm-hmm. and then she only had a couple of short scenes with the guys and she was great but you know, film is something where you can—it's like getting a, a a child performance. You know, you have whether it's *To Kill a Mockingbird* and you have um, Mary Batum. You know, they they search for children mm-hmm. and then they can they come on and they're just totally natural and 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 uh, not not self conscious and, mm-hmm. and 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 it's you can do that on film if, if you find the right right person and never acted before um and yet they're mm-hmm. totally natural and believable yeah what about megan so
0: so megan mulaney she she's in a she's wheelchair bound megan, is that correct megan malali i oh, sorry malali and she plays your wife my ex-wife yes your ex-wife and she's wheelchair bound which i mean just that alone
2: those all that stuff i'm already in you know <laughs> yeah well you know for the record it's a uh a <laughs> deeply silly satirical absurdist r-rated queer musical inspired by the parent trap. Yeah. So in in the movie, Josh and Aaron play two very macho <laughs> uh, <laughs> corporate businessmen or their version Hot. their version of that. Mm-hmm. And they, who realize uh, they're, they, they are actually identical twins, even though they don't look alike at all. Mm-hmm. And they decide to reunite their parents. And one, yes, Megan May, plays the mom, and she's um, a shut-in in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And very, very eccentric, <laughs> <laughs> boring on, insane woman. And... Um, and i'm uh, uh uh i i've just come out of the closet to my uh the other to one of the sons mm-hmm. and uh well i won't there's more but uh anyway megan <laughs> malali is she's hilarious in it and 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 she you know i'm i i think people know but she's got a tremendous singing voice she's just mm-hmm. phenomenal. and uh she really gets to use that in the movie okay. and, and and is just you know in terms of the the comedy, she's just inspired. Yeah,
0: it, it's I've heard that it's a very dirty, very raunchy, and, and the absurdity part, I like. But then when I heard about like the two monsters that you keep in a cage that you feed lunch meat <laughs> yes. that you pre the, you know, the sewer boys. The uh, sewer boys. Hold on, hold on. The sewer
1: boys. I think people are going to start calling us that after this episode. So thank you. For but that, that like uh, that decision.
0: <laughs> it's it's funny because you have you know we have a low low budget film. We're trying to make it all work. And then someone's like, you know, we really need to have the sewer boys. It's an important part of the of this dialogue and and that's we what I like about a, a pure absurdity, like we need to have these two caged slime monsters.
2: Well, yeah, in the original sketch, they the sewer boys <laughs> were referenced but you never saw them sure. but of course now that it's a major motion picture now they got A24 <laughs> behind it uh, the sewer boys are these creatures that he, fa- he found in the sewer obviously and- no 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 you don't come on <laughs> and he keeps yeah he keeps in a cage in his living room and they are these little sort of gremlin like creatures with tails and diapers <laughs> they wear diapers <laughs> and he feeds them uh, they they <laughs> they like deli meat sure so and he feeds them like a mother bird. He chews up ham <laughs> and then fits it into their mouths. Little boars <laughs> head. Little boar's head. And boar's head. he's very he's very devoted to these creatures. Okay. Um, but um yeah, no, they they were they were only mentioned briefly in the sketch and uh, now they're very, very much a part of the story. They've come to life in full in full color. <laughs> they really have. So they are a part of the story. That's oh, kind yeah. of what I was
0: wondering, like are they're not inconsequential to the to the tale. Okay.
2: Oh no. Oh dear God, no. They're very important. Okay. He's like Nathan's. Like they're actually more important than me. If you really want to get down to it, but you know, well, it works. They're um, yeah. They're they are important. There's
0: Oscar Oscar buzz for one of the two sewer boys is what I'm hearing. <laughs> That's right. They, <laughs> Best
2: supporting. I always have said that the litmus test for this film is uh, the names of the sewer boys are Backpack and Whisper. And. <laughs> and what if you find it funny then this is that If that tickles you you're on board (laughs) this is the movie for you and if you don't Uh then you know you should probably stay home and watch that marathon of blue bloods (laughs) yeah of course another
1: another another great program that's a great those names those names are amazing because they're two words that don't make any sense together but it also feels like they were pulled out of like a hat Am I wrong in assuming that, or is there some like thinking behind this? I mean, wh-
0: whisper, Whis- whisper would make a good horse's name. Backpack is a real
2: kind of curveball, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I did. You know, when I read that in the script, I did like laugh for five minutes thinking about that. They're or backpack. really funny how names. did he come They're up? Really funny names.
0: That's what I love. Just, just, just the decision. you makes you think. Did. Did it just come to them, or did they have a half an hour back and forth with the dry erase board, and we whittled it pros, down to pros and, <laughs> no. yeah, pros and cons list?
1: No, a pros and cons list with just because it feels like it would just be words, like ten words here, ten words here. Which ones feel the dumbest together?
2: Let's do yeah. it. Let's rock. Well, they're very funny writers, uh, Josh and Aaron, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I you know you you sort of have to admire their audacity, and they're you know part of part of a generation of these these young queer comedians who uh, mm-hmm. don't really give a crap if sure. if you're offended. <laughs> they, I mean, as, as they as they always say, you know, we didn't make this for the people who you know would be upset by it. it, it we made it for people who we thought might get it, and 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 have fun yeah. with this uh, the kind of how deeply silly it all is and and uh yeah. not t- to people who take it too seriously yeah we got we have it we have
1: enough of that i think we have enough serious going on where this is you, a yeah a do you
0: see a, like a because it seems like as time has gone by it's gotten harder and harder to do things like that you know the absurdist can't be you know all that, you know, John Waters stuff. Like It seems like, but now we might be kind of crawling back into a, a, an absurdist renaissance. Do you feel that happening at all? I Well, I don't
2: know. I don't know if there's <laughs> an absurdist. You're like,
0: I mean, yes, we're on the front not.
1: lines. We're on the front uh, lines it, of that. Mean, well, I mean, you, you guys yeah.
0: are patient zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, it just it's, it's very tough. I mean, even though it's a low budget film, it seems like, yeah.
2: you know, it's a big deal for something this zany, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I think, well, it is a movie that you certainly, you know, you want to see it in a theater with people. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, when I, I've seen it now in a, a few times and uh, in a screenings in L.A. and New York. And, <clears throat> um, and that's what makes it fun that, you know, a group of people laughing at this kind of yeah. thing. And, you know, I look was, over,
0: are you seeing this shit? you know, that kind of,
2: yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but it would have reminded me when I was a kid and you went, I went to see young Frankenstein yeah. and the, the theater was packed and people were just roaring with laughter and that kind of communal experience, which we've gotten away from because of the pandemic. And, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, no, it was a great fun to see with a group of people.
0: I mean, sp- speaking of the, of the director, I, when I remember seeing Borat in the theaters. Right, exactly. And I remember the woman sitting next to me was laughing so hard she grabbed my forearm, you know, <laughs> without, you know, unintentionally just an instinctual just grabbed a stranger's forearm because she was that, laughing that much. Yeah. And we, we, we really don't have that anymore. It's tough.
2: Um, Gone are the days. There aren't, there's not enough grabbing of forearms. <laughs> that, well, grabbing a
1: forearm <laughs> in some parts of this country will get you killed, so it, you've got to be careful whose forearm you grab.
2: I During, during Killers of the Flower Moon, I wish <laughs> I could have grabbed someone's forearm. <laughs> you're searching. You're searching. Yeah, what did you, you think about that one? Which, which way did the exit? Um, <laughs> what did I think? I, I was in Bo is Afraid, which was a solid three hours. Three hours, sure. three hours is crazy. Well, it depends. <laughs> you know, there's Lawrence of Arabia, um, and then there's mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of good things in it and good performances. I just thought three and a half hours is 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 too long for that particular story. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was just I, first of all, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> what's happening <laughs> there's no mystery and answer <laughs> i keep waiting you're just w- desperately waiting for jesse plemons to knock on the door and say i'm from the fbi <laughs> and i'm here to investigate these murders you know how this tale goes you know i admired the filmmaking i mean there's some it's some of it is gorgeous and it's interesting but it's it's uh, yeah i thought it was i thought this was too long and and thought perhaps if you wanted it to be that long, then maybe you should have done it for television and installments. Yeah. Because three and a half hours, uh, I I was I really yeah I had a hard time with it.
0: When I've when I've got Instagram burning a hole in my pocket, you know, it's three and a half <laughs> hours is a tough sell, right?
2: <laughs> it's not. It's not that I've got to get back to my phone. I'm not talking about <laughs> you. I'm just talking about us as a collective people. Uh, nowadays. us as a people. Yeah. Well, our we obviously, yes, we have shorter attention spans, and we
0: all have our favorite apps, Nathan. It doesn't. Don't get married to no, the Instagram part. Uh,
2: I. You know. I. I just think there are. I, I, Look, we've got some storytelling. You know, certainly in the theater plays, there Mm -hmm. would be three act plays, and people had the patience Mm -hmm. back then. No one was in a rush.
1: (laughs) Um, Hold my call. Hold my call, secretary.
2: I'm going to the theater. I'm going to the theater (laughs) at eight thirty. You know, it was a whole other thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And so, yeah, I don't think people have the patience. For it, Although then there's Oppenheimer. Was, it wasn't three and a half hours, but it was... A, well,
1: what's that was confusing about it in some ways to me is that people will sit in front of the television and watch eight episodes in a row of Selling Sunset, which in theory is the same length as
2: a, Well, a yeah, Scorsese. that's the argument. I think he, even Scorsese has made that argument. Well, you know, great minds. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'll sit and watch something for eight hours, but you're going to complain about three and a half hours. But you know, if you're watching that at home, you can get up exactly and and have a glass of water or you can go- <laughs> glass of water you act like you're in jail come up for
0: air <laughs> you can you can get a dasani at the amc it's not that i got a half an hour time
2: in the yard where i can kind of move the body around a little bit and get back and finish it you know what I, I think he was there's there was a uh, an effort to oh look i'm getting a call it's martin scorsese hey (laughs) hey enough with this shit i will never hire you now my ears are burning lane don't do this again I, i i was actually asked to be in it to do to do the thing at the end the radio have you seen it
1: no, no, I haven't seen it. No, no, no. Don't, don't ruin it. Okay. Well, there's a scene <laughs> at the end, and then, and then it didn't work out. What happened? You, you asked for too much money, or was it a scheduling conflict?
2: No, no, it wasn't about okay. that.
1: Okay, okay. Because no. I know you. I know. I'm sure you would love to be in a Marty picture. You know who does not Well, sure. Who doesn't?
2: Well, who wouldn't? Yeah. But, but, but if I have to watch it, I, I, three and a half hours. <laughs> this particular story, I love to be in one of his
0: flicks. Can't say I want to watch <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. it. but Well, I mean, I'm, I'm more in, inclined to
1: watch it. If but I'm for in. example, this is a question I, I, I like to ask actors, though. How many times have you seen dicks at this point, all the way through?
2: I've, I've seen it uh, uh,
1: like three, three times. Okay, it's a reasonable amount. You haven't had to do. You haven't had to. But you're
2: doing like a Taylor Swift thing, right? Where you show up at the screenings and surprise your adoring fans. We did the first weekend, Josh and Aaron and I, and. Uh, it was just the three of us, actually. Bo and Yang, who's also in the film, was supposed to, but couldn't do it. So yes, we did. Mm-hmm. did do some Q and As, and and. Uh, but you know that that film is only it's under ninety minutes. That's good. That's good business, baby. That's just good mm-hmm. business. I'm not mm-hmm. saying all films have to be ninety minutes. Um. uh You know, I just felt that particular story, which is a brutal and depressing story. <laughs> You know, three and a half hours. I I felt all with all due respect, mm-hmm. it was a little long. <laughs> sure. sure. For me. I mean, look. I I think
1: I I'm actually I'll go I'll go out on a limb here and say that all movies should be ninety minutes. Let's see what we can do. You know, it's like the way I think all athletes should be allowed to take steroids. Let's just let's just let's get create some rules. <laughs> let's make some stuff happen. Let's liven this shit up a little
2: bit. You know, it's getting boring. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and this from the man who where people are shitting in front of his building on a daily basis. Exactly. I'm still uh-huh. able to use my mind. I don't. I don't think all films should be 90 minutes. Well, I mean, look, I, I get it. You you don't get paid by the hour, do you? No. <laughs> okay. No. Although I did do a film years ago. That my first film was a, a film called Ironweed with Jack Nicholson and Meryl Streep. Mm-hmm. And one day as Jack was leaving the set, he said, Another day, another hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I mean that's the that's the dream. I mean that's really that's really the dream. So yeah, you know, perhaps I've said too much. <laughs> no 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 no, I'm no, killers no. Of the power no, no I you know, I, it, I, uh, it, I I'm just you know, what what are you gonna do?
0: I think I think even though even people who love the film can say it's too long i've heard yeah i've heard yeah, yeah it's exactly. a yeah, unanimous you know yes,
2: yes even even in favorable reviews yeah. said it goes on a bit too
1: long i mean what mm-hmm. doesn't that's my i mean i don't know I, I have a short attention span obviously but like we we make sure this podcast is basically exactly an hour yeah and the the trend in podcasting in a lot of ways is these three hour kind of just monstrosities that i i just can't bear personally um but i i that, that is a lot there of people are, like there Lawson. are three hour
2: podcasts
1: yeah oh that's i would say that's probably like who's doing joe that joe rogan it might not be totally in your wheelhouse yeah but rogan, so
0: joe I mean, rogan the, you know, the number one podcaster in the world he, he will often go three four hours you know on a regular basis but with the
2: same guest
0: yeah, with the same person, <laughs> multiple cigars. I mean, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan stuff.
1: will talk to himself for four hours, so it doesn't really
0: matter who the guest is, you know. But like, but his audience is more people who work in a toll booth and they need to eat up a lot of time. Whereas ours is a little more. Let's get in, let's get out. Maybe we'll listen to it at two x speed, you know. Um,
2: what is who is your
1: audience? Uh, well, big Nathan Lane fans. Um, <laughs> from our all our research that we've done um but no they uh are, are henry's henry's chris would say henry's high earning
0: not yet rich <laughs> also uh straight dinks is a big <laughs> uh a big one for us as well great dual income no kids you've you've heard of dual income no kids oh no, no. really
1: that's a, that's kind, of a that's kind of a dual income no kids is kind of a pillar in the gay community
0: is it yeah, there's a restaurant in Palm Springs called Dink's Lounge. <laughs> yeah. That's not a joke. Get out a yeah, this,
2: wow. yeah, this is I, I
1: swear, I'm glad that we I could swear. teach
0: I'm glad we could teach you something today.
1: That that's you kind will, of I,
2: I have I have learned something.
1: But no, our audience Thank is you. is is people who, who make a little bit of money they pro- they care about how they look They're, it's 60% male 40% female you know it's it's we have some data from our friends at spotify
0: graphic designers who enjoy orange wine and small bites <laughs> exactly exactly oh. <laughs> their porn addiction is under control wow this
1: is so <laughs> specific yeah. Yeah. they have te- they have Teslas. you know that's that's kind of what it is and we've had to we we understand this and we've embraced it but we don't pander you know, we do what we want, and they can come with us if they would like. Oh, never. <laughs> yeah. How did you two guys meet? Um, we met years and years, probably at this point, like 10, 15 years ago in Atlanta. I'm from Atlanta originally, and um, Jason was a DJ, and I brought him to Atlanta to DJ a party I was involved with. Yeah. Um,
0: so it all goes back to nightlife. He picked me up from the airport, and it was... Love at first. Friendship ever since. Yeah, wow. yeah. That was right. Uh, yeah. yeah. that That's love at the gate do you (laughs) love at the gate (laughs) it's a new netflix show um yeah well i mean i I think we're good nathan yeah this is a pleasure we uh like i said before it's an honor to have you on the podcast and i really appreciate you taking the time to to speak with us on our silly little show
2: well you taught me you taught me about dinks and and i've taught you about marion celdus celdus that's right this this is this is called a cultural exchange this is what people this is what this is is kind of what
0: you know that scorsese flick was about you know in many ways well
2: We'd be here for another two hours if we do that.
0: I don't have time like that. I got to get
2: lunch.
1: I don't. We can't do it. You know, we I, can't I do it. Yeah, I understand. The movie is out now everywhere you uh, want to see movies. Correct. Dicks
0: the musical out, out Yes, now. it is. It is in theaters only. Not on streaming yet, right? Not on
2: series. It'll be yes. I think it'll be streaming. In the coming weeks,
0: um, Nathan, thank you for joining us.
1: God bless. Um, we thank will. You, we'll see you. We'll see you uptown. I'll see you at the park. And everybody, go see the okay. musical. Yeah, thank
2: I you. promise. <laughs> get in front of your building. If you shit in
1: front of my <laughs> building, I'm going to know it's you.
2: I'm going to know it's you.
1: Don't think you're <laughs> slick.
0: <laughs> 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 thank you, Nathan.
2: All right. Thank you, Nathan. Uh, on that note, all the best.